Well, basketball season is over, but that doesn't mean the fun has to end. Baseball season underway right now. The NFL season starts up again soon. So there is no better time to sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and get a deposit match of up to $100 for all new members. That's promo code JNR. And check out Underdog Fantasy. Check out the Daily Fantasy with Baseball. Check out all of the other Rivals matchups that are available on the application. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Check it out today. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by my co-host, Ronnie, as always. And Ronnie, off-season, man, it's it's kind of boring sometimes. Yeah, it is. There's not much going on right now, is there? You have some news. I have a little bit of news, but it's it almost barely, it barely qualifies as news because there's hardly anything going on. So forgive me if it's not very interesting, but, I'll, but the first thing... Uh, you know how LaMelo Ball, he's, he resigned for the Charlotte Hornets, you know, for $260 million. So um, yep. he he said that the reason he did that is because the Hornets are going in the right way now. He says, where, oh, where are we good. at? I, <laughs> he says, I feel like we're all growing together. Paul said Wednesday in his first news conference. <laughs> he says, I, I think it's just a great position and I, I think we're all going in the right way now. So that's from what he said. And then they signed Miles Bridges on this new contract of $7.9 million, right? And he apologizes for the pain and embarrassment from the domestic violence uh, thing he did last year, right? That the thing that we yeah we don't like him, him for, yeah, yeah. So he's wow. he said he That's... says I want to apologize to everybody for the pain and embarrassment that I have caused everyone, especially my family. This year away, I've used to prioritize going to therapy and becoming the best person I can be, someone that my family and everyone here can be proud of. So. Two things here. So Lamella Ball thinks they're going in the right direction, but then they sign this guy, you know, for after what he did to his, you know, just like the domestic violence and everything, all, all that. Yeah. So he feels like they're going in the right direction, right? But then at the same time, <laughs> my other question is, are we too hard on Miles Bridges? Like, should we give this guy another chance? Like, I mean, some people, they do get another chance. Like, they, they need time to, like, prove themselves that, like, they could grow and like they they could be forgiven and like they could change, right? Or are we in the right? Like I feel like we're on the same page. We're like I hate him. Like I don't think he should be in the league anymore. And he, then he gets like seven point nine million dollars. But are we wrong? Like should we give him another chance? I mean, he hasn't really faced. I, I don't know his background. I would have loved it if they said you're suspended for a year and you have to work at mcdonald's for a year or you have to work at like some place where he actually has to interact with you know us us normies in the real world instead of his 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 world that he lives in now again i don't know his background maybe he he grew up in a a rough neighborhood and he's dealt with that all his life but yeah it is kind of weird that not weird but just yeah he gets to come back to this multi-million dollar world yeah 7.9 million dollars I mean, I don't even think yeah. he's that great of a player, but so I don't know. I kind of feel like he's rewarded. Like he gets a year off and then he comes back to 7.9. And is that really learning yeah. a lesson? And is he going to change? I mean, but- after, after Michael Vick did the whole dog fighting thing, I didn't think there was any chance any team would sign him. But sure enough, eventually a team did. So yeah. I guess nothing shocks me anymore, but it is, right. it is good to have people to root against. Yeah. All right. Well, then going back to Ball too. Do you do you think that the Hornets are going the right way? You know, do you think like he just? I think he's stupid for saying that because when you sign Miles Bridges after that, you know, it's just like I yeah. I think he's dumb. You know, but I don't know. I don't think the Hornets are necessarily going in the right direction. I don't know what he sees there that 
I don't know. It just I, I don't know what he sees either. Uh, they just sold, right? So Michael Jordan mm-hmm. that that was approved. Uh, Michael Jordan oh, yeah. is no longer the majority owner. That I think only the Knicks owner voted against it. It passed like twenty nine to one. Uh, whatever. So now they have a new owner. So maybe the new owner is going to take it in a different direction, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah. But it seems like they just gave him a lot of money, and that's yeah. all he really wanted. Like yeah. I, I don't genuinely think he thinks the team is going in the right direction. I think he just got the max contract, and that's what he wanted all along. Yeah. So in signing that contract too, he became the first Hornets player to sign a rookie max contract extension. And that was kind of yeah. amazing to hear because Charlotte's been around. Well, I mean, I don't know. And then again, I'm thinking like, is that the true Charlotte's team? Because I know they bounced around no. and like changed their name a couple of times. So um, unless you're just doing that for like the last five years that they've actually. I think I think they're doing it from like it's it's re-existence in the league. Yeah. Where they're the Bobcats and then they became the Hornets again. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of shaky there. Anyways, yeah, just uh, interesting. Okay, so Steve Kerr, he he got quoted. He said, "I failed to connect the Warriors last year." Um, basically, he's just upset. He he says, "I really believe that sometimes losing losing sort of forces you to to reassess and reevaluate." And I'm excited about the coming coming back next year with a renewed focus and energy um, to reunite the group. And he says, it all starts with me. So basically, he's just saying, like, last year, he, he basically sucked, right? Like, he wasn't the coach that he was in years before. So, and then I, so that happens. He failed to reconnect the team, right? And then Draymond, he's justifying the punch that he gave to Poole. And so that kind of goes <laughs> hand. So it's like. How did he justify the punch? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> so, yeah. He says, I don't just hit people. The dialogue happens over the course of time. You usually ain't just triggered by something that fast to to that degree this is a team ain't nobody on my team triggering me in an instant so <laughs> he says as i've done admitted before i was wrong in the way i handled it green said for for the situation where we were that's basically how he justifies it so so basically there was a lot of trash being talked and he just hit his breaking point and punched him yeah is is that the gist of it exactly okay. right yeah so yeah basically Poole i thought it was had, gonna be like have Go you ahead. seen his face? It's so stupid. <laughs> I just wanted to punch it. And it felt it's good. It's very punchable, so that's justified. <laughs> it's a punchable face. Justified. Yeah, right. yep. So yeah, so they traded away they traded away pool now. So I wonder if Steve Kerr I wonder if that whole situation makes it maybe it's gonna make it easier for Steve Kerr to connect the team because I felt like you I think we both felt like that way, that that's what disconnected the team right there. There was like Yeah, they were it's going to be tough when you have – they invested a lot of money in pool, right? They signed him to that extension, big money, and Draymond was supposed to you know, be looking at getting an extension as well. Mm-hmm. And then that happens. I just feel like the tension was probably really, really high there. And you know, we saw the GM step away this, this offseason. I wonder if that was all – I wonder how tied together all of that is yeah. or if it's just you know, dumb luck. Right. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just uh, interesting to read both of those kind of almost – at the same time you know just just weird <laughs> all right so i have one last piece of news um i i came across this on instagram so there's all these kids in a pool swimming and everything like that and all of a sudden Shaq appears and Shaq starts playing with all these kids <laughs> and everything there's like 20 kids just like all amazed at how big this guy is and Shaq does this thing where he he just kind of like he's sta- standing up in the middle of this pool right it's like three feet deep so he's barely in the water and then he just kind of like goes limp and just falls into water and then all the carry all the kids 
like surround him and carrying him out of the pool. And it's, it's so funny to watch too. So <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. Just as like, how sweet would that be just to be a kid? And like, yeah, you just get to carry this humongous human being, you know, just for fun. You know, it's like carrying a whale out of the water. So <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. I, and the kids loved it though. Shaq is, is a great ambassador of the game and, and just, he's just a lovable, a lovable big old guy. And yeah. I think that's really cool when he does stuff like that for the community. Exactly. Um, just showing up and, you know, he talks about how he's, he's always willing to sign autographs. He's always willing to take pictures and um, yeah. all that stuff, except for when he's eating. I think that was his line. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, there's a lot of pictures of him just picking up random people, you know, like the, that's how they'll yeah. take pictures with them. He's like, can I pick you up? And then they'll, they'll snap a picture with Shaq just holding some random person. Oh, I missed one thing. I'm sorry. The Nets and Cavaliers will play a regular season game in Paris in January of 2024. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it's, uh, that's never really happened for a regular season game. There's yeah. Is that, I wonder how that looks in the schedule. I haven't seen the schedule yet. Is that going to be right before the all-star break or, or are they going to have time you know, getting and coming back? It's Thursday, to, January uh, 11th. So I looked to see if the schedule no. is out. I didn't see the NBA yeah. schedule out. So it looks like it's close to that, but not exactly. The only thing the that they've ever like normally February. Yeah. February 10th, something. The only thing that they've ever done close to this was they, they used to, they had played a preseason game in the French capital in 2008, but never any regular season game. Uh, this, regular th- season. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of interesting to me too, because those teams have to fly all that way. I mean, that that's going to be a, a tough yeah, flight. And then like, gonna be rough. hopefully it's not a back-to-back game. <laughs> you know, cause well, I'm that's still- why they do it. Like in football, you normally get the bye week in the next, yeah. in the next week when you travel, but um, you don't get that in basketball. That's why I thought maybe the all-star break was scheduled right behind it. So, right. They could stay if they're not an all-star and, and check out the sites or, or you know, they don't. there's no rush to get back. Yeah, they got to give them like two days before the game and two days after, you know, just to allow yeah. some adjustment there. Because that's not fair if they come back and have to play a game like right away after a long flight too. Right. But, but yeah. But to be those... fair, these guys travel a lot. So I, I think their schedule is always just kind of sleep when you can. Yeah. And be ready to play anytime. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be able to see Mikkel Bridges. You know, he made the all- defensive team and then uh cam johnson he's good too ben simmons if he plays the french will get to see him so there's some decent players yeah. on that team so <laughs> i mean yeah i don't think simmons is any good but <laughs> whatever no. all right i i couple of news stories that you i thought we should talk about real quick and this is just a, a one-liner is that mm-hmm. Nikolai jokic will not participate uh in fiba coming up the fiba world cup 2023 he will not be joining the serbian team and i think that's he just played a lot of basketball i was looking forward to watching him off. Yeah, he just he's a good player. It's fun to watch. The other thing that I, I mentioned this before, and I was going to let you guess on the podcast, this former NBA All-Star is being accused of sexual assault. And this is allegedly the the text that he sent to uh, the person that is alleging was sexually assaulted. Okay. Uh, now, I want you, now I want you to know I'm not like gay or anything. I'm just a little nasty sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to offend you. So do you want to take a guess on who sent that message? Which former NBA All-Star allegedly sent that message? Well, at first I was thinking Miles Bridges because we just talked about him. <laughs> <laughs> but now after that gay quote, I'm I that's 100% Russell Westbrook. Oh, no, it's not Russell what? Westbrook. There's no way. It is it's Dwight Howard being accused <laughs> of sexually assaulting, uh, allegedly forcing uh, I mean, I try to keep it PG as much as possible, folks. <laughs> but allegedly, Dwight Howard invited a man over to his house, and Dwight Howard forced himself um, onto the man, performed unwanted oral sex on the man. 
through a a summer where they would meet up on the regular. And that was one of the messages that Dwight Howard allegedly sent. Now, I want you to know I'm not like gay or anything, just a little nasty sometimes. <laughs> So, so that would have been my first guess if you said former NBA player. I did say, oh, did okay. you? I said former all-star. Yeah, former all-star, yeah. yeah. Okay. All okay. right, fair enough. But yeah, Dwight Howard is, is being sued for sexual assault and battery for a man he allegedly met on Instagram. So we'll see what comes of that. I, you know, They claim that there are screenshots between them, but he also claims it was like uh, Dwight Howard's like burner Instagram account, okay. not his like, main Instagram account. Yeah. So you never know. And the uh, screenshots were AI like, generated too. Yeah, the, yeah. You never <laughs> You're know. Making any all of these stuff. excuses. So obviously, there'll be an investigation since there is a lawsuit to find out if that's real or not. But uh, I just thought that I'm a little, I'm just a little nasty sometimes. Is yeah. is a great, is a great line. <laughs> that that was a really good quote. Yep, I appreciated that. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, interesting. What about waves? Waves, signs, trades, any any news on that front, Ronnie? Yeah, I, I got a couple of small ones. So first one I got is former All-Star Kemba Walker. He signed with AS Monaco. So that's a EuroLeague, and it's, it's um, basically at the at the top of the French League. Um, it says LNB Pro A, whatever that is. So the club announced that on Friday. So he played nine games okay. for Dallas Mavericks last season before being waived in January. He just has a bunch of knee injuries. He's 33 years old. He's... He's just not the same player that he was, so he just really can't be in the NBA anymore. He's just not 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 as good as he used to be, you know. So, uh, so yeah, yeah now he's going overseas. Get, players at that position, they have the choice to make: do they still want to try to make it in the NBA, or do they still want to make money? And they can get pretty good money by going to play overseas. I mean, that's why we see those guys do it. Yeah, so, yeah, cool, cool to see him. Just still, at least he, he's playing basketball somewhere, so that's good. But yeah, kind of. Yeah, we'll miss him. There's another player, who was it? Oh, yeah, the Thunder. They waived 17-year veteran Rudy Gay. Yeah, I really like him. I don't want him to be out of the NBA, so I hope a team picks him up. Um, the Utah Jazz dealt Gay to the Atlanta Hawks. And then, the let's see, he was then sent to Oklahoma City a few days later and moved to send Patty Mills back to Atlanta. Uh, so he's just out of the league now. They waived him. They're, they're, they're done, so... James Harden requested a trade. Still nothing on that front. Uh, he was seen at a concert eating four cheeseburgers. So that's, <laughs> he's living his best life yeah. right now. Uh, is there a home for James Harden? Where does James Harden go? So I stayed away from this because this is like the big news. This is what all the big NBA places are talking about. So they said it's either going to be pretty much the 76ers or the Clippers. And Oh, I, that's right. He wants to go to the Clippers. Yeah. But. And I don't... I don't I don't see anything happening. I mean, the Clippers have so many good players and the owner for the 76ers wants something good back in return. You know, he's not just going to let Harden go. And Harden knows that too. Like they have a good relationship, Harden and the the GM or wherever the owner they used to. Do they? Yeah, they do. It's, it was at least in the article that said they did. <laughs> so you're saying that those four cheeseburgers he got, maybe two of them were for the owner and they were going to split. <laughs> at least two. Yeah. Probably all at of them, honestly. I'm, I'm sure you bought. Lady Tramp. Okay. If Harden's, is Harden trying to stay healthy too? Is he trying to gain weight on purpose too? Like he did when he was on Houston, he was looking all sluggish I and everything. I don't know. Not in Houston. No, I'm I mean, sorry. We'll on the see. Nets. Yeah. We'll see if that's what, if, like, if it comes back as like big belly Harden yeah. and we know that he's really trying to stick it to the team. Right. We'll see exactly. how good the relationship is. And that brings us to our turd of the week that I wanted to talk about. And that's, oh yeah. You got I, one? I'm okay. going to, I'm going to nominate Miami and Portland oh. in this case, both, 
Both teams have been engaged in trade talks with with Damian Lillard, who we know has requested a trade as well. And the reason this bugs me is because they're both playing like hard to get. And it's like, do you remember in elementary school? Did you do baseball cards or pogs or anything that you would have to trade? The only thing I didn't do was was Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon, okay. Uh, it's like Pokemon cards. <laughs> it's like baseball cards. Like, oh, I want your Ken Griffey Jr. Well, what are you going to give me? Well, what do you what are you willing to? What do you want? Yeah. Well, what are you going to give me? Well, what do you want? And they're just doing this back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these are professional organizations, and that's their negotiation top strategy. <laughs> it's just that. Like, well, what do you got? Um, I just think it's it's crazy because you know there's people's lives at stake. There's families are going to have to move across the country. It's true. Yeah. I feel like this trade is going to happen sooner rather than later just just get just just get it done and, and let these these people get used to their new team and instead of dragging it out gotcha. but they seem to to want to drag it out and i i mean portland wants to get back as much as possible for miami period right mm-hmm. that makes sense miami wants to give up as little i mean it's 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 negotiation 101 so somebody needs to come out and whether it be portland say hey we want this this and this yeah Miami's going to say, no, that's unreasonable. Well, then start talking and making those changes. But right. someone's going to blink first. Do you think part of it is just waiting as long as you can? So that way, because you're letting go of like Damian Lillard, you know, he's like one of the best players out there. So you, yeah. you, you'd want to hold on to him as long as you can. That way, the team that you're trading to him to doesn't have time to like practice and mesh and, you know, get that chemistry going because you have to play against him. So you're, is that part of the game? You know, is that why they're waiting so long? I think the weight benefits Miami because yeah. as you get closer and closer to the season starting, it's going to become more awkward in that locker room with Damian Lillard there. If he even you know comes, right? Is he going to hold out yeah. uh, during the preseason or any of that stuff? So the longer my the longer it takes, I think it benefits Miami more. Mm-hmm. The sooner you do it, I think it benefits Portland more. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's part of the reason. But again, we're not playing baseball cards at at lunch here. This is mm-hmm. this is big. Big business. So yeah, these are families, like you said. Somebody make the about. offer. Somebody get the negotiation started and stop trying to, you know, as a fan of either of these teams, you're, you're probably, am I, I going to go buy a Tyler Hero jersey knowing that he could be traded? No, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yep. And that's, you know, it sucks. It sucks to be in that position. So yeah. my, that's my turn of the week. Just the more of a gripe than anything else. Oh, yeah. You Hopefully, make me think of like uh, the jerseys. Like that drives you crazy. Like you could. Buy a James Harden jersey, but you have like five teams to choose from, you yeah. know, <laughs> or like LeBron James, <laughs> same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not but Booker. They're, they're, I mean, so there's a good question for you. Hmm. Speaking of jerseys, is there like a team like LeBron? Uh, to me, it's a Cavs jersey. Right? Yeah, I would is agree. That, like that's the iconic one that you think of. Yeah. So I don't think it's it's that big of a deal. I mean, he's won a championship in all three of those cities that he's played in, which makes it a little bit more more challenging. But yeah, um, Cavs I are feel heat. like that. Not the Lakers. Cavs are heat. Yeah. No, never the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a current one right now, but still, I don't know. I just, I feel like he made his biggest mark in, in, in Miami, truly. But the Cavaliers yeah. is where he started, too. So I, I feel like that's like the first jersey that you start with. That's like the best one because that's his hometown, too. Yeah, I agree. I, I, to me, he's, he's, a, he's a Cav. And yeah. I don't know if they do it as basketball. Do you go in, in the Hall of Fame as a... With a team, or do you just go in as a player? I, I don't know. I think you go in as a player, either. right? You don't go in as a, a player from this team? I mean, I think that they're in the Hall of Fame. They're going to show like the championship yeah. teams, though. So like he'll be on that team that won a championship for that year. 
But as an actual player with his total stats and everything, I mean, yeah, he's going to have his little section okay. away from the yeah, team. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how that worked. I would definitely like to see players stick with the same team. That's why. That's why I appreciate Booker. Devin Booker has stayed with the Suns the whole, whole entire time too. So. If you buy a Booker jersey, you know it's going to be the Suns, you know, and I wish a lot of other players would do that, like Kobe Bryant, you know, same thing. So, yeah, just uh, I appreciate that when players stick, stay on the same team. Well, then actually, that brings me to a, a really good trivia question for you, Ronnie, if you're ready for this. All right, I'm ready. I have three players, three centers in the NBA. I want you to guess how many different teams they played on in the entirety of their NBA career. Okay, so just the number of teams? Not what teams I'm they played gonna, for. Uh, I mean, yeah, I want you to try to think of the teams, but okay. initially just the number of teams. Let's start. Let's start pretty easy, and let's go with Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing, long-time I, New York I, Knicks. Yeah, Can I know he's been teams? on Knicks, but I, I'm going to say two teams. I, I don't think. I think he probably. I'm just a total guess, though. I, I'll just say two. I don't know. Two two teams is your guess. Yeah, the correct answer is three. Oh. Three teams. Obviously, the Knicks. Do you want to take a shot in the dark of what those teams might be? Honestly, I have no clue. I don't even want to take. I, I'll just. I'll, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess. One of the teams doesn't exist anymore. They're okay, Washington Bullets. City. No. <laughs> a Seattle Supersonics. The Seattle Supersonics. Yep, and the Orlando Magic. So Got after it. 2000, he left the Knicks, played for the Supersonics for a year, played for the Magic for a year. I had no idea. When I saw that, I was like, man, I thought he was a lifelong Nick. Yeah, that's that really crazy. I was really surprised when you said three teams. That's that's interesting. Yeah, good one. I like that. All right, next one, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> How many teams did he play for? <laughs> How many teams did Shaquille O'Neal play for? Boy, was it? I'm going to say four. Four is incorrect. Five? He played... For six, six teams, Jeez. I, crazy, right? I, I knew Dang. it was a lot because he kind of went ring chasing for a bit. But yeah. he started off in the Magic. Obviously, went to the Lakers where he was teamed with Kobe. Went to the Heat, won some championships with Dwayne Wade. Yep. Then he kind of went ring chasing, right? He came to Phoenix for a year. He went to Cleveland for a year where he tried to I win to a Cleveland? ring with the King. Yeah, you don't remember that whole no. win a ring with the King I thing that he went on, and then. Finished off his career with a year in Boston wearing the Celtic green. So wow, six I forgot about that. For Shaquille O'Neal. I forgot about all of those as well. Yeah. And last one, another one, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. You know him from his Houston Rockets days. Was yeah. that it or did he go to another team? I I think that was it. Wasn't it that it? I mean, I, I, so I would say it can't be it because... You're doing this whole thing. Maybe segment, I threw this one in to mess you. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think that. You, I, I, I have never known him on a different team. I only know him in Houston. I'm going to say just Houston. Just Houston. That is incorrect. He, for <laughs> some reason, inexplicably played a year with the Toronto Raptors. What? Dang. So, as well. I know, right? So, so there's a, a Raptors Olajuwon jersey. That's crazy. Somewhere there's a Toronto Raptors Olajuwon jersey. I would love to get my hands on that. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be so suspect, weird to see. But you would just see someone walking yeah. around with that and be like, "You're a fool. He never played on that team." <laughs> uh, so. That blew my mind. So you never know what's going to happen towards the end of someone's career. Uh, you know, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon are great examples. Shaq, you know, he switched teams quite a bit, mm -hmm. uh, but definitely, definitely went crazy. But you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, with those. that's so insane. Good. Thank you for good indulging trivia. me that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing I wanted to do with you is I was thinking 
I was looking at centers, obviously, when I came up with this trivia question. I was like, you know, who would I want to do an escape room with? What <laughs> current NBA centers would I want to do an escape room with? So I thought it would be fun to do a little center draft with the premise of we need them to help solve an escape room. Okay. And I'm willing to give you the first round pick, Ronnie. <laughs> who is your escape room number one draft pick? Okay, so current NBA centers, so I can't do past current NBA centers? and Current NBA centers. And if I look back at the text I sent you, <laughs> I, I'm positive it said current. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to say first one I want to be in room with is Nikola, Nikolai, Nikola Jokic. I have a hard time with his first name. I would definitely want Shock. him Ron in the room. a hard time pronouncing a name, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely want to be with him because I just feel like he's smart, you know, like he showed it on the court. And I just feel like he could figure things out um, when there's a problem, you know, he just, he's too smart not to want to have him in your room with you. Plus he's big. So if you need to get anything in a high area, I mean, they're too, all going to be just, big, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but he's, he's a big guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I just so, I would feel comfortable in a room with him too. You know, he he seems like a, a decent guy too. So I'm, I'm going to go with him. Nikolai Jokic. Okay, I agree. He's smart on the court. I don't know how smart he is off the court. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be a concern. What if he's just like a basketball savant, but he can't like tie his shoes? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know where are you coming up with basketball. that? Though he's, I'm sure he can tie his shoe. He wears tennis shoes. I don't shoes, know. So. I'm sure he can tie his shoes too. <laughs> I just you never know because I, I I had the same approach with my first round pick, and I I went a different approach. I went who played four years in college, so who has a college degree <laughs> and and has proven that they're smart. And I'm going with my first round pick, Mason Plumley. <laughs> That's your first Mason Plumley. Yeah, <laughs> he is considered one of the smartest NBA players. He went to Duke, which is a very prestigious school. Okay, he was a double he was a double major while he was at Duke and won a national cha uh, championship while he was at Duke. Okay. So great basketball. Well, maybe not great. He's a he's a he's a NBA player, <laughs> but he has a double major from Duke. Which I mean, that just shows you. He's a smart dude. So, yeah, yeah, I went with smarts as well, but I went with the the academic nerd book smart of Mason Plumley versus the basketball IQ that you yeah. went with Jokic. Nice, yeah. Okay, I like that pick. There's All nothing right. wrong with that one. Okay, so... Second round pick, Ronnie? Bye. All right. I'm... I think I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to pick for my second round, I would want DeAndre Ayton. Now, I know you're probably like, why, right? Well... Yeah, he's he's definitely not good why. at rebounding. I don't think he's a very good center, <laughs> so he has to be good at something, and that has to be escaping a room. That's just I I just it's gotta be something. So I'm that's the only reason I'm picking him. I and he's good at video games, so I'm sure he's good at like figuring things out too as well. You Puzzles know I mean? and stuff. Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. So I, I I just have a feeling that he might be pretty good at escape room because he's good at nothing else. I bet he's probably not even good at video games either too. <laughs> <laughs> just stuck on this loading screen. Exactly. How do I get yeah. into this game? Yeah. Uh, uh, you hit start, bud. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm going to go with him. I, I just, I think it'd be cool to have him and Nikolai in the same room too. Just a, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I like that. I, I, when I was originally had this, I was thinking like a laser tag team and mm -hmm. I had DA potentially on my laser tag team for the same reason. He plays a lot of video games, probably plays a lot of Call of Duty, probably plays a lot of Fortnite. He probably knows, you know, the the strategy involved with that. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately settled on escape room. So right now your team is Jokic and DeAndre Ayton, yep. both players who are not from 
mainland United States originally. Yeah. Are you worried about any sort of language barrier or communication problems? No. So actually, that's why I was I was between another player because of that, but I'm I'm not going to reveal who he is. Yeah, you, you might be able to figure it out. Okay. But um, I I have a little strategy behind all that too. At the end, I'll tell you about. I'm I'm sure you do. You always do. <laughs> uh, my second round pick is is a little bit sketchy. Uh, I'm picking Draymond Green for my second round pick. And the okay. reason I'm picking Draymond Green is this dude will punch <laughs> his own teammate. He wants to win. So he is he is motivated and he is going to do whatever it takes to get out of that escape room. And he's going to be just He's just going to punch his way out of it. Focused. He might he might punch his way out of it. And you know what? There's no rule that says you can't punch your way out of an escape room. So I'm I'm sick with Draymond Green just because the tenacity and the the anger issues, and uh, he's not gonna be he's not gonna let anything stop him from getting yeah, right. what he wants. Yeah. So I I thought about picking him too, but I was like, nope, that would just yeah. be a horrible mess, and he would just get oh, mad at everybody. It, so it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah. He, Luckily, he, he's the smallest of the guys that I will be drafting. So yeah, I don't right. think he's gonna be able to push. You know, there, there's no Jordan Poole for him to punch, other than me. He, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't punch me. He would take too much control of the situation. He'd be like, okay, guys, we need to do this and that. And he would just like take over. That's and it fine. Would, it That's would make fine. it take way too long. You need a leader in an escape room. Nope. It, no, he was just going to, he's going to make it take to too be... much time. And yeah. Oh, I he's, disagree. He's going to lead the team in a wrong way. And yeah, just like you said, he's going to start punching his way and start, you know, getting <laughs> mad and angry at everyone doing the wrong jobs and everything. But yeah. Bad I pick. I don't know. Poor I, pick. I think, I think he's a, a fantastic <laughs> pick. <laughs> Coming from the guy who just drafted DA. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about a bad pick, Ron. <laughs> okay. Then my next and final pick. <laughs> okay, so I was between uh, Rudy Gobert because he's French. And <laughs> I, I, de <laughs> I decided because, you know, you never know if there's going to be like French trivia questions. Sure. You know, so I, oh, yeah. I wanted the idea of like yeah, having of a bunch of people from around the world who like knows different things. A worldly not, view. Yeah, not yeah. just the USA, you know. So I... I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose Boban, Boban Marjanovic. Uh, I just really this is just a personality reason. I, he is so fun yeah. to be with, and just he's almost like the Shaquille O'Neal. But since I couldn't pick Shaq, I'm going with the Boban. Yeah. He would just yeah, oh, just being okay. So him, Jokic, and <laughs> Da on the same room together would just. I think he would be like the center of attention, and he'd be the most entertaining value. And I think me and him would probably just hang out together while. We watched Joe Kitchen, <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, just struggle with with all the all the stupid stuff that we got to do to try to break out this room. But yeah, I I gotta have him in the room. Plus, he's from Serbia, so I I like that aspect. Wait, where's Joe Kitch from? I forget. Is he from Russia Jokic or is, is he from, from Serbia? Serbia? Okay, so I kind of screwed Serbia. myself in that trying to get everyone from everyone from all over around the is, world. But is Boban from? Bo Serbia? Boban's oh, from. Yeah, he is a Serbian. Yeah, he's Ser oh. Serbian. Cyrillic, whatever that is. So he's definitely from yeah, Serbia. That is. Yeah. So okay. My bad. Maybe I should have chosen chose like that's too someone late. else. I should have chosen you've Rudy. Your but team, you've, you've I been locked in the room, and the timer is going. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I kind of wish I would have chosen Rudy Gobert instead of Da, but I'm gonna stick with my picks. That's why okay. I pick. I, I was thinking the same thing for my last pick. Somebody fun. And I had two players in mind. Uh, Boban was my backup pick in case you took my first pick for the okay. same exact reason. Someone that's going to have fun. Someone that's a goofball. Boban is considered one of the funnest people in the NBA. He's always a fan favorite no matter what team he's on. Yeah. He just seems like a, a lovable – like you you kind of just compared him to Shaq. Obviously, Shaq has immense basketball talent in his prime. There's Boban no one more fun than that. Boban, is there? 
Right. I, I, maybe. I went with Steven Adams. Yeah, because, that's a good um, one. He is pretty fun. I think I showed you that video of him just annoying people. Yeah. Uh, he is the youngest of 14 siblings. So he, oh, uh, he that's has where to that comes fight from. for everything. Yeah, exactly. That's where <laughs> it comes from. So Steven Adams is, is that's where the fight's going to be, right? Green and Adams. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. But I, I feel like Steven Adams would just be a blast to, to be in something like that yeah. with. And uh, he would be antagonizing Draymond and, and antagonizing Plumlee potentially, you know, calling him college boy who can't figure out a puzzle and, and, and causing all sorts of problems. But I think he would bring the fun that you're looking for. Heck yeah. So I, I kind of went with intelligence, tenacity, and fun were, were the three uh, categories, I guess, that I went with with my team. And I... I'm looking, I'm look. if this ever happens, <laughs> I do think my team would outperform yours. I mean, I think you're a smart guy yourself too. So I think you would actually figure everything <laughs> out for everyone, but I, I would definitely be stuck in there forever. I, I suck at break. I did an escape room yeah. too. And I just, I didn't do did any you? challenges. I was just kind of like, was watching what everyone was doing. I didn't really care. I was just like, I'm not going to figure any of this out. I'm just whatever you guys do, whatever. So yeah, before, before you actually said like current NBA people, I, I picked Shaquille O'Neal and Pat Burke, the former center of the NBA Suns from back in the day. That guy is hilarious okay. too. So I was hoping that so I could you're have going him with the, my the fun approach with yep, the older guys. For sure. Yeah. Having those guys. Oh, that'd be so good. But we I have to have, yeah. actually have to escape. So that's why I picked Nikolai. I think he'd be the smart guy, you know? So. <laughs> he's the smart guy. Cool. As long I like as that puzzles about horses. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time for Fantasy Focus. Last week, we talked about the Oklahoma City Thunder and what the addition of Chet Holgram does for their team. This time, I wanted to bring it a little bit closer to home and talk about the Phoenix Suns, specifically Devin Booker. And we saw three different phases of Devin Booker last year. Phase one would be pre-trade, pre-Kevin Durant trade. Uh, where we had, you know, uh, Mikel Bridges and we had Cam Johnson and, and that was the team that we had. Then we had post trade where those guys went to Brooklyn and Kevin Durant, an injured Kevin Durant came to the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. How did that change Devin Booker's fantasy play? And then we have the third and final phase, which was, Hey, Kevin Durant's back on the court, ready to play basketball. And looking forward to next year, we're going to have yet a different phase, a different Devin Booker. Because Chris Paul is gone and you're getting Bradley Beal at the point guard position, even though he's a shooting guard naturally. So how is that going to change? So with with that sort of background information, which from a fantasy's perspective, which Devin Booker was the best last year? Would you have to guess? Well, so it's definitely the the post regular season. When he was in the playoffs, he was ridiculous. He like his stats increased by like, like twenty percent, so that was a des- that was the best Devin Booker I ever seen in my life. The the play uh, with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, the final his final form. Yeah, just like uh, the whole entire playoffs. Uh, so I I did ten games, of, the last ten games of each phase to try to to even it out okay. a little bit. So this would have been the series against the Clippers, the series against the Nuggets, and I think maybe yeah the, the the nuggets and the clippers so okay. it would have been the entirety of that uh so yes you're correct but here's what's interesting about that from a fantasy perspective that was the best devin booker that we saw as far as those phases go mm-hmm. but that was the lowest points scoring devin booker that we saw was it really it really really was which blew my mind as well so the way i did this is i did points uh per minute per 48 minutes okay 
to kind of ev- average everything out. So yeah, gotcha. he averaged 39 points during those last 10 games of the season with Kevin Durant versus 43 and 41 in the previous two phases. The reason it was his best fantasy was because his defense was significantly better. He averaged almost a full block plus steal higher than the pre-trade Devin Booker. And his turnovers were drastically reduced as well. Wait, pre-trade Devin Booker? You said you mean pre-trade Kevin Durant? Pre-trade, yeah. The Devin Booker pre-Durant trade. Got it. There's a lot of of vocab in there. Okay. So I I don't want to go too stats heavy, but once, once Kevin Durant was traded for, but was still injured, that was the worst Devin Booker we saw of the group. He was scoring the most points, but he had a lot of turnovers. His assist numbers were down as well because he didn't have anyone to feed the ball. He didn't have a Mikel Bridges or a Cam Johnson or some of those other scorers okay. that were traded away. That was the worst Devin Booker from a fantasy's perspective. The best, like I said, was being with Kevin Durant healthy. Uh, even though his points went down, his assists went up almost three points and his turnovers went down, which really ultimately helped uh, his fantasy score. Gotcha. Now, all of that was with Chris Paul, who was a true definition of a point guard, right? He is right. a pass-first point guard. Uh, he was fourth in the league in assists last year with almost nine assists per game. You're trading that out for Bradley Beal, who has five assists per game on average. Dang. You're taking Chris Paul's 14 points to Bradley Beal's 23 points. So... He's going to want to shoot more than Chris Paul did. You know, love or hate Chris Paul, he he was a true point guard. He he got a lot of assists. He he hit yeah. the guys that were open. He was a great passer and that benefited everybody on the court, both right. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Uh I don't know that you're going to get that same mentality from Bradley Beal. I think he's going to hold it a little bit more and shoot it a little bit more. So what impact is that going to have for Devin Booker? So just if you're curious, from a standard point scoring position in a points league, Devin Booker was 24th overall for the season as far as fantasy points. So that puts him in the second round on a 12-man team, probably third round if you do 10 or 8-person league as well. So is that where he should continue to play? I don't know. That's or do you drop him down a little bit with the addition of Bradley Beal? Right. That's interesting. I, I so here's the thing too. I remember when um, Chris Paul he was injured for a while, and then Devin Booker had to take over for the point guard position too. So um, I wonder if like Devin Booker will be more of a, a like the point guard facilitator, where like Bradley, if Bradley Beal is the shooter, yeah, I know technically he's a point guard, but. If he's not getting his teammates open, maybe Booker will actually bring the ball up and get his teammates open and start like creating. I don't know. I, I don't, or is it going to be Kevin Durant bringing the ball up, right? Right, because right. He's certainly capable of doing that as well. Yeah. I mean, all these guys could pass to each other and get each other open too. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I feel like it's going to hurt Booker's like maybe, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to help Booker because now he has, Bill to pass to. He has Bill and Durant, so his assists are going to go up. I think Booker okay. was on uh, like on the border of being a point guard. That's why I think it's going to help him. I think it's going to increase his numbers there. Maybe decrease his points because he's not going to shoot as much because now he has two shooters to pass to. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll help him in assists, but decrease his points slightly. Okay. I 
I just looking at you know the the Kevin Durant injured versus Kevin Durant healthy numbers for Devin Booker. I agree, his assists went up significantly with Kevin Durant back on the court because now you're able to get it to another shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think where you're going to see the biggest improvement is his turnovers because you know when you double team Devin Booker, it's pretty ugly yeah. from a Suns fan's perspective, yep. right? He does not handle the double team well. Well, they were less likely to send the double team with Kevin Durant, and now they're going to even be less, more or less likely to send the double team with Durant and Beal on the court. Right. I think his turnover numbers are going to are going to continue to improve. Less turnovers, which in, you know, in, in a points league, turnovers impact you negatively on the score. So I think that's going to be a, a huge asset for him from a fantasy perspective. And then I was shocked by his defensive improvement with Kevin Durant and I don't I don't have an explanation of why he got better defensively. Is that just playoff basketball where the game slows down and you, you can be a little bit more tenacious? Is is there any other reason why you think his his blocks and steals per 48 minutes would improve with Kevin Durant on the court? Maybe cuz Durant is on the bigger person where Booker didn't have to guard the bigger person anymore. There was like more length so like there was DA and Kevin Durant. Well, I never considered Devin I've never considered Devin Booker a defensive Player. Right. I'm just saying right. like he's not he, so Devin Booker didn't have to like step up to like the taller player. He could step up and like block the shorter player because now he had two two much bigger players that could play excellent two defense. Yeah. And then Booker is now guarding like the third best offensive player instead of like the second best offensive player. Maybe. Because Chris Paul wasn't a Maybe. really good defensive player. No, Chris Paul wasn't a great uh, no, he wasn't. He was too slow. <laughs> he was okay, but not that great. All right, so you're you're saying that Devin Booker's numbers will look like the Kevin Durant Suns Devin Booker numbers, less points, more assists. I think so. Well, here's the other thing. I don't know. I I got to look this up. I I meant to look this up a long time ago. If Kevin Durant blocks somebody and then Booker receives that block, is, does does no. so Booker doesn't it's get credit block. for the steal? No, okay, it's okay. Not a steal. It's a, I don't think so. A block but shot. He gets. He, I think he gets a rebound. It's just a right? turnover. A block right? shot is a shot. Maybe. Yeah. No. It might just be, I don't even think it's a turnover. A block is not a turnover. It's a shot that missed. Is it? I thought it was a turnover. I think we've had this conversation before. Yeah. And I'm having some real big deja vu moments right now. <laughs> but I, I, I just I don't remember what the result is was. <laughs> a, <laughs> is a block a turnover in basketball? Let's see what Google says. Uh, a block shot does not count as a turnover. That's because okay. the ball may never reach the basket. It's still considered a shot attempt. Okay. So, so there there's no go. additional stats that are, are made because of a block from De- Kevin Durant. Correct. Okay. Got it. A block is not considered a rebound. So there you go. I was wrong about that. Okay. All right. So that's going to do it for Fantasy Focus tonight. Uh, Devin Booker. I, I think he is probably... A good third round pick. Yeah. So do you do you move him up from last lead. year or do you move him down from last year and in, in your fantasy picks? I move him down. I think he's going to get less shots and that's going to impact his points. Yes, his assist numbers might go up, but I believe in standard scoring, an assist is what, one point two points? I'm not sure. Yes, an assist is worth 1.2 points where a point is worth a point. Uh, so two points versus 1.2 points. I think that's going to have a negative impact on his overall fantasy numbers. And I think that will drop him from what we saw last year. So the okay. fourth phase of Devin Booker with DA, with Kevin Durant, with Bradley Beal, 
I think will have fewer points, fewer fantasy points per 48 minutes than any iteration of Devin Booker that we saw last year, which will ultimately drop him out of the top 25 for fantasy players, okay. uh, putting him in the third round. I, I mean, I'm going to go with what you say. I don't. I think you did a lot of research, oh, and I, I like it. I appreciate it, but I have no clue. So I hope he doesn't go down because he's plays for the Suns, but whatever. Well, it's not a bad thing, right? You have more talented players on the team. That's true. So everyone's got to get a it. smaller piece of pie to keep everybody happy. Yeah. It's communism basketball, Ron. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, as long as the Suns get more wins, right? As long as you make the championship yeah. game, and then I don't care what, what right. about fantasy, all that stuff, you know, fantasy steps. So, hey, I got one last thing but for that you. Is it for fantasy focus. I got one last thing to close it up, unless you have anything else. Related to fantasy focus no, or related to just, just basketball? Just our podcast yeah. episode. Let's hear so, it. Let's hear it, Ronnie. So I know it's off season and everything. There's not much basketball going on, but there there kind of is. So so there's three leagues going on that well, almost three leagues currently. But right now there's slam ball. Do you remember slam ball back in the day? Slam ball <laughs> is back. Yeah. So yeah, I do remember. They actually it brought it back with the trampolines. Yeah. So it's it, that yeah. looks pretty exciting. The only. T- trouble is like it's hard to find on tv or it's hard to find when it's live but i love slam ball that that's going on right now and then the drew league do you remember the drew league i was talking about that last year that's where uh chet hurt his foot yeah so Kyrie irving is, yep. is played in it too so he, he actually got a triple double he got 20 points 13 rebounds and 11 assists too so the drew league's going on right now so i'd like to watch a little bit of that but again same thing it's it's hard to find live it's hard to find it broadcasted and then FIBA is coming up too. We got 32 more days to FIBA. So I'm, I'm really excited for that because of the, the good players in there too. Out of those three, do any of those interest you much? No, not really. No? <laughs> uh, Isaiah Thomas scored 81 points. Was that in a Drew League game? I know it was in a Pro-Am League. 81 points. Uh, but he scored 81 points. Did you see that that video of him? And then he was crying in the off uh, the locker room saying they gave up on me, referring to the NBA basically. No. Cast him aside. Uh, but yeah, he scored 81 points in, in whatever pro league. Oh that yeah, was in. that was a long time ago. I remember that. You're, you're talking about the little a long like, time ago, like small. Like I was thinking of Isaiah Thomas from Detroit Pistons. Oh days. no, 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 no. Isaiah Thomas that was on the Suns for a while. Yeah, and he was on Boston. Yeah, yeah, for a bit as well. Uh, very talented player. I do think the NBA gave up on him. Yep. I don't know why. I don't, yeah, uh, maybe it's because of def- player like that. It had to have been because of defense because he's small. That's my guess. Well. My, here's the thing that bothers me, and going back to our Miles Bridges conversation, how does the NBA give up on a player like that who is very talented offensively, but they're willing to give a pass to this to Miles Bridges? Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't make sense the way they, they pick and choose. So I wonder if there's more to it than than that. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, he scored 81 points, but it's like he's not – I don't know. No, I won't watch any of those, <laughs> no, I guess. Okay. I would most likely watch Slam Ball just for the entertainment factor. Yeah. Um, but I won't like watch a whole game. I'll watch like highlights. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's right. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then I'll go and jump on my trampoline and hurt my knee and be like, oh, why did I do this? Yeah, right. The only problem with that is that with all these leagues is that there's, I don't have a team to cheer for, you know, like I know there's good teams yeah. out there, but none of them are like my city's teams. So, so that's, that's the only problem there. I think if they grab some, some city teams, you know, one. just, yeah. Just pick a team. Just, uh, that's going to be my team. Three teams from, if I had a Phoenix Sandball team, I would love to watch that and cheer for them. Phoenix Drew League, heck yeah. FIBA is the United States, so I think that's probably why I have the most interest in that because I easy. have a team in that yeah. and I have a country. You live in the United States, right? <laughs> I hope so, yeah. I, am I am a U.S. citizen? <laughs> yeah, I think I am. But yeah, I, that that's uh, just wondering if you had any interest in any of those. Eh. Eh. 
would you go to a slam? Is Big Three still going on? <laughs> the Big Three, yeah. I haven't researched that too much anymore because. Okay. Yeah, that's just you gave up on it because nobody cares about these garbage. I leagues. don't know. There's just something about the half court. Right? I did watch it, but I don't like the half court setup that they do. I, I like full court yeah. basketball games. They're old guys. Got to keep it half court. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 almost interesting, but not quite. It's just barely there. Would you ever go to a slam ball? Yeah. Would I, like would game? I go to a slam ball? game um if the price was right and it was convenient then yes yeah so they do this thing and i don't know if you've seen it in phoenix it's the stupidest thing in the world but it's dinosaur boxing or dinosaur wrestling (laughs) have you seen that where these giant dinosaur costumes and they go out and they they fight they fight and it's like the whole you know they do the the intro music and they get into the ring and they do a whole big thing and i was like that looks so cool i can't wait to go to it and then i looked up the ticket prices and i was like okay that's absurd what was that it? people are paying that. It was like $50 a person. That's not too bad. That's pretty bad for the nosebleed. Absurd. Because it, it was at uh, where the Cardinals play, the University of Phoenix Stadium. So okay. to get into a seat like in the lower bowl was like 150 bucks a person or, or something outrageous. <laughs> for and I dinosaur said, costume fights? It's not fights. that cool. <laughs> yeah, to watch dinosaurs fight. I'm just like, it's not that cool. Yeah. I mean, I would watch it if the price is right, but... The price is wrong. When you, in this when you said absurd, I, I thought, I, I can't even say that word. Absurd? Absurd. Abs- absurd? absurd? It's A B S U R D. That's absurd. I don't know how to say that. But yeah, I, not I, so but. I, I saw this advertisement for uh, the Empire Strips back, and those tickets are like $350 each. So I thought you were going to say something what, like what that. What is this? The Empire Strikes the Back? The Empire Strips back. It's a, a like a, a funny broadway show about star wars but it's like done with oh, like okay it's almost like a burlesque show <laughs> it looks hilarious oh geez <laughs> <laughs> but those tickets are like they had that in vegas for a while a zombie burlesque show yeah yeah that's crazy i mean i don't know maybe i, I definitely i'm a cheap person yeah in certain regards so, right so i definitely watch that's one of those i'm not going to pay that much for dinosaurs to fight I, or to watch the empire strips back I, i'd watch the dinosaurs fight for 50 bucks a ticket that's not bad well I'll let you know next time they're in town. You and your son can cool. go and have a I'd, grand old time. I'll, I'll go watch Slam Ball with you if you're if it's ever in town. I'll, I'll yeah, go to if that it with you. In Phoenix and it's reasonably priced. Yeah. count me in. I feel like it's like arena football, you know. So I think that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I got. Uh, last thing I have for tonight, I just want to say congratulations to Joel Embiid and Trey Young, both married not to each other but both were married this weekend joel mb married his longtime girlfriend and trey young i imagine married someone that looks like elsa with his freeze dance but uh both of those guys got married so congratulations to them and yes that is going to do it for us today thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next yep, time thanks guys